0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the SBK Betting Podcast. I'm Adam Bayliss, filling in for Jess Stafford while she clocks up the air miles on holiday. And speaking of air miles, I'm joined by two guys that are no strangers to foreign soil, Mr. Tom Collins and Ross Miller. TC joining us live from Saudi Arabia today. Are you well?
1: Yes, I thought you were. I am well. Um, yeah, I'm up in Taif right now, second day of the, the Taif meeting since I've flown out to Saudi. Different climate. I don't have that standard blue picture in the background, um, but I'm looking forward to getting stuck into the UK action. My, my knowledge is now far and wide with Saudi, US and UK, but hopefully that doesn't take away from the UK winners.
0: Glad to hear it. Ross, I trust the French provinces are treating you well.
2: Yeah, we've had a nice bit of nice bit of weather this week, actually, Adam. And uh, having been in the UK weekend before last and got absolutely drenched, it's uh, not come a moment too soon, to be honest. So, yeah, enjoying the sunshine, but uh, looking forward to exciting weeks racing.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Now, there's obviously a lot to get through, but before we get into this weekend's racing action, it would be remiss of me not to tell you about a stellar SBK offer to celebrate the start of the Premier League season. That's right, SBK are offering all customers a completely free bet builder on Saturday's football. So if you've watched or listened to this podcast for a while and always wondered what SBK is about this is the perfect opportunity to sign up and give it a whirl it's a completely free bet builder on Saturday's football so go and check it out right onto this weekend's racing action um, And we'll start with Saturday's sole group 1 the Keeland Phoenix Stakes over at the Curra seven go to Posts. with I'm going to try and get this right buccaneero fuerte at unquestionable both priced at 5 to 2 with SBK and porta fortuna at 3 to 1 Give me the beat boys at sixes and it's 18 to one bar tc we'll start with you what do you like
1: yeah it's a really interesting renewal of the phoenix stakes really good race we've got the albany winner we've got the coventry fourth and we have the first and second from the railway stakes buccanero fuerte won that race beating unquestionable i think that's the best piece of form on offer rather than the two pieces of royal ascot form um, and although Buccaneer fuerte won and many people will think he'll confirm the form with unquestionable I think Unquestionable actually ran the better race that day. He was positioned further behind Buccaneer Fuerte, challenged furthest away from the rail, and actually hit the front when asked for maximum effort. Only late on did his effort peter out and Buccaneer Fuerte re-rallied to pass Unquestionable. He's a bigger price. I've got to take Unquestionable for Aidan O'Brien, who's got just a fantastic record in these kind of races in Ireland.
0: Okay, nice. Ross, do you agree or disagree?
2: Uh I, I disagree, actually. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have Unquestionable to reverse the form with Buccaneera Forte for exactly what TC said. He got to the front, and I don't like horses that when they get to the front so close to home, get reheaded. headed um, For me, that's a huge feather in the cap of, uh, let's go for it, Buccaneu Forte, or the ammo horse, as you might be known going forward. Um, and I just didn't like that in Unquestionable. I think once you get to the front that close to home at the Curra you should go and win your race, and, and he didn't. I, I take on board that uh, the ammo horse did have the, the rail to help him, but even so, I, I just don't see with any confidence that Unquestion would reverse the form. So I, I could overlook those two, though. It, I, I like Porta Fortuna. Um, I was against her at Ascot because I thought she showed so much speed that she'd been better off going over five furlongs, and it was the speed she showed that won a one of the racer. Ascot, and I think dropping back to this this easier track is not going to not going to harm her. And the Albany form has worked out really well. Matrika won a Group Two the next time. Fourth place uh, won a Group Two the next time. Soprano in third is the only disappointing filly, but she raced an illfitted contest which she should have won, but the ground was against her on that occasion. I think you can forgive that. So Porta Fortuna was was one I was really interested in, but just at a slightly bigger price, and one that I'm prepared to give another chance to is give me the Beat Boys. Um, who ran really well in the in the Coventry, probably on the on the wrong side of the track, even though that's where the winner uh, River Tiber, came from. Um, and I actually thought it was him taking on River Tiber that meant he faded into fourth. He was given quite an aggressive ride on a stiff track, really served it up to Aidan O'Brien's colt, and then and then sort of weakened in the closing sort of hundred yards and faded into into fourth. I have him right up there. Um, I don't think he he would have been fourth if he'd have raced in the middle of the track. Um, I think dropping back to this slightly easier track or suit, I think you'll get a slightly more conservative ride. Um, Smaller field might suit, um, and I just thought at at a bigger price, given there's very little to choose between the front three, and they're very hard to separate out other than Port of Fortuna does get that valuable £3 allowance, I'd just go with a bigger price, and a a Colt who I think has got as much ability as these, um, and it's just a bigger price, because... He's got a bit to fight with his majesty uh, on, a, well, on a line through his Majesty. He's got a bit to fight with, with uh, Buccaneu-Forto, unquestionable. He beat his majesty about a length uh, on his second run in a maiden over this course and distance. But that was only his second run. He's going to have come forward a huge amount for, for Ascot. And uh, I just think he's got perhaps a little bit more juice in his price than, than the three ahead of him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Any, any ground concerns, Ross? I suppose he won his maiden on soft, didn't he?
2: One is maiden non soft, um, and I, I, I don't think the sire minds a bit of digging the ground, um, so no, no ground concerns um, for for any of the front three really, or front four as it would be. I think it's going to be the best juvenile contest we've seen so far this year.
0: Bold statements for what it's worth. I'll be mowing the lawn when this is on. I've got absolutely no idea what wins. Like as Ross said. Uh, the front sort of three or four of the market are all much of a muchness. So, um, it's one I'm, I'm, I'm definitely happy to leave. Right. Turning our, our attention to the, the other sort of domestic action, um, Haydock and Newmarket, anything that, that takes your fancy there, Ross? Uh,
2: yeah, one, one at Newmarket, but that comes in my, in my next best. Um, I thought it was actually slim pickings away from, uh, away from cover really in terms of races I'd be interested
1: in. So, so no, nothing, nothing else.
0: Okay. TC.
1: Again, just for my next best, I'm going to Haydock. But it's a really good uh, day of racing on Saturday for the punter. You know there are plenty of opportunities to make some money. We've got group racing at the Carrar, Haydock, and Newmarket. We've got the Shergar Cup at Ascot. There's a lot going on. Lots of different events as well with the jockeys coming over um, at Ascot. So I'm looking forward to the action.
0: Let's talk about the Shergar Cup, Quilly. Is it one just for the racing sickos, or, or you know, are you are you a fan, TC?
1: I don't mind it, I really don't mind it, because this is an opportunity um, for jockeys to come across that wouldn't ever come across otherwise. The likes of Jean Moreira, Berzan Mazabayev is coming across, Olivier Pellier, the French veteran who must be one of the richest men in horse racing right now. Uh, They're all coming across to to Ascot to race against the likes of Frankie de Torre, Holly Doyle, etc. So it's an opportunity for us to see talent uh, in the saddle from across the world that we wouldn't otherwise witness. You know, the Breeders' Cup's fantastic, the Melbourne Cup. um, There are other opportunities for uh, international jockey feel. But Shergar Cup seems to be out on its own um, as this kind of event. And yeah, I know some people don't like it. Um, You know, the purists don't like it at all. But we've got six highly competitive handicaps. I'm all for it, Adam.
0: Glad to hear it. Ross, any Shergar Cup thoughts?
2: Just echo what TC said. I think we're such a fickle bunch, aren't we? We moan about the lack of innovation in racing. Um, for sure, this hasn't blown the doors off in terms of innovation. But if, if you think we're trying to attract a younger audience, and, and I think we need to go younger, I think discos for teenagers, if we're leaving it that late, we've, we've lost it. But, but young kids, I mean, I take my young children, eight and six now, I mean, they were going racing when they were five and three, and it's the colours and it's the speed. And it's the, I mean, Arthur, my, my little lad, went to Worcester one evening at Noel Feely Road. Three winners. Noel is the greatest jockey that's ever lived, according, according to him. You know, probably not wrong in some ways, but they attach themselves to names. If you think these young kids going to Ascot get to see world class jockeys from all around the world who are probably a bit more accessible because of the nature of the makeup of the meeting, it can only be a good thing. Um, and I have actually uh, got, got two from Newmarket, um, possibly a, a, a bet builder um, in the nursery, um, and it's Sleven. Uh, trained by Ralph Beckett, and Magic Light trained by Richard Hannon. Runoff marks the 71 and 75, first time in nurseries. I always like horses from from Astute Yards, which I class both of those as, stepping up in distance on, on uh, nursery debut. Um, both finished really well over six furlongs, now step up to seven furlongs, so maybe Sleven and, and Magic Light to finish in the first three at uh, Newmarket in the nursery.
0: Okay, nice. I've not got prices for for either just yet, but I mean, yeah, both are very competitive uh, nurseries. Obviously, a massively competitive day of racing. Ross, where does your best bet of the day come from?
2: (laughs) TC will probably log off
0: now. Um, The best bet of the day,
2: the NAP, is in the 5.55 from Kilbegan. Not a normal normal hunting ground for me, but this horse has has been in my tracker. It's a horse called Black Tonic, uh, now with Richard O'Brien. has been in my tracker uh, since uh, finishing fourth on his penultimate start at, at uh, Warwick for, for Tom Weston, uh, was ridden very cold and, and finished very well from a long way back. He'd been very buzzy and very keen, and, and clearly riding him out the back had been the plan to get him to settle. He was perhaps a bit disappointing when ridden a little bit more prominently on his next start in the UK, finishing fourth, but in a, in a decent race and probably ran to his mark of about 100. Since gone to, to Ireland, Richard O'Brien, he was ridden far more forward last time and, and bolted with Dennis O'Regan. Got tired late on and, and, and actually tipped up at the last. Um, but he showed, he went far further into the race going the speed he was going than I thought he should have. Um, he's off a mark in 93, which is no mark at all. Got a good amateur um, jumping on in a, in a weak contest. I expect him to be ridden far more conservatively this time. Find some cover, get him settled. Crucially, his jumping over the, the fixed hurdles at Island last time were far better than his hurdling had been in the UK. Um, I know T C doesn't like them when they've, they've tipped up last time. It doesn't worry me. Um, I think he's well handicapped, and I'd be uh, expecting him to, to gain compensation for last time. Um, and then my next best is in the 340, the Sweet Solera Stakes uh, horse. I've already mentioned actually, um, a Soprano who was disappointing last time. I, I really expected her to win that seven furlong listed contest. But the ground had gone against her. She just couldn't get her feet out of it. She's got a lovely low action. Slightly better ground at Newmarket. Back uh, on a course where she was really impressive on her debut. Um, I think uh,
0: Soprano will get back on track and win the Sweet Solera, the 340 at Newmarket. Any, what, what's the reasoning for turning around the form with Fallen Angel there, Ross? Purely purely ground.
2: She just, she just got absolutely stuck in the ground. Couldn't pick up. Uh, At Ascot, she was ridden too far back, to to my mind, in the Albany Stakes, came at the middle of the track, had to navigate a lot of traffic and was finishing really, really well. Seven furlongs isn't the issue. Um, Going into last time, into the listed contest, trainer had said that the the ground was an unknown. Um, You can understand them them running on it because the number of times horses act on ground that they shouldn't act on. Um, I think you've got to be brave in these situations. She clearly didn't act on it. Um, and I, I think she will get better ground at Newmarket. It does tend to be a sort of subtropic, um, and I expect her to get back to winning ways.
0: Okay, great. I mean, she's obviously still £5 pound, um, better rated than, than Fallen Angel anyway, so let's see how she gets on. Um, it'll be no surprise to anyone that I don't have a price for um, Ross' selection from Kilbegan as of yet. Uh, however, Soprano is currently 10-3 to 3 with SBK, so let's see how she gets on for uh, SBK Ambassador George Bowie. TC, over to you. Uh, best bet of the weekend? Well, first of all, I can't
1: even believe that Ross has, one, tipped a horse that didn't negotiate the obstacles last time, but also tipped a horse at Kilbegan. I genuinely. I promise you, did not realise that Kilbegan were even racing on Saturday. Um, this is like me saying my nap comes in the 1055 at Colonial Downs. By the way, Didier will win that race. We'll stick to the UK racing, 245 at Ascot for the nap, and that's going to be Pride of Priory. Now, William Haggis seems to have a stranglehold on this race. He's got Pride of Priory and La Kell. The latter actually dominates the market at the moment and will be ridden by Jean Moreira, but I prefer Pride of Priory, who hasn't won since taking this race 12 months ago. Frankie the Tory takes the mount, and yes, he comes into this year's renewal with a completely different profile you know 12 months ago he'd won his last two starts on the weather he was an improving horse coming in off a mark of 92 on good to firm ground this time the ground might be on the soft side of good he's lost his last five races um, and is now being a, you know a horse with doubts and worries but he's well handicapped at his best I think the return to Ascot will be the catalyst to some improvement. And actually, last time out of Ripon, I didn't think he ran all that badly either, given he was so far away from the favoured far side rail. So I'll take Pride of Priory, I think, at around four to one. And then the next bet is another William Haggis trainee, a horse called Purple Pay in the four ten at Haydock. This filly was always considered really talented early in her career. She actually started her um, season as a two-year-old out in France, and she was uh, contesting Group One contests. Then William Haggis picked her up, and again, it was a case of Group One, Group Two, and then two more Group Ones last year. William Haggis obviously thinks Purple Pay has a lot of ability. And although she did win a Group Two, she's often come short um, in Group One level. Now Haggis, for some reason, decided to go for the day route and send her out to Australia in the winter, didn't work out. She didn't contest the finish in either of her two races. But she bounced back when she returned to the UK at Pontefract last time at listed level. She's running at listed level once again. She's rated 102, the second highest in the race. I just think she's far better than these if she's 100% fit. So Purple Pay in the 4.10 at Haydock is my next best.
0: Yeah, really, really nice little race, actually, that TC. And I should point out Purple Pay's 13 to 2 currently with... Um, with SBK, uh, there's an absolute cliff horse in this for me. Breeze, I, I can't tell you, I'm, I'm absolutely gagging for this thing to for this thing to get its head in front. Um, it was all over it at Goodwood last time. So, so if you want to combine my thoughts and TC, it could be one for a same race acre there in the ten past four at at Haydock. And I should mention actually that SBK have another same race acre offer this weekend. If you bet ten pounds on a same race acre, you will get a five pound free horse racing bet. Just a reminder, same race acre is when you can combine multiple horses to place or perhaps a horse to win and multiple horses to place in a single race. It's a nice little way of, of um, boosting your odds on a, on a race where you might not be able to fall down on a specific winner. While we're talking about Haydock guys, I must ask you about al Arzi in the three o'clock Rose of Lancaster Stakes. Um, is, this a, is this a boom or a bust?
1: It's a big question that I, I think probably boom just because this horse has lots of back
0: class, but you know, there's a little bit of a worry now. He's not the most trustworthy, is he? No, no not at all. And it, it's, it's still actually quite a deep contest. You know, the likes of, of Midnight Market really kind of kick on and, and King of Conquest is obviously close on, on ratings. Uh Ross, al for you?
2: Yeah, probably. But I thought uh, Phantom Flight was behind him last time is, is, is a fair old price to, to chase him home again. I thought, um, TC's right. I mean, can't be trusted. Phantom Flight is probably a bit more reliable, but less talented. Um, But I thought he was a big price given what he did last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right, I'm going to go over to Ascot and the Shergar Cup for my nap and next best. Uh, the nap is Law of the Sea in the Ten Past Two at Ascot, ten to one with SBK currently, uh, off the same Marcus when fourth in the Ascot Stakes back in June. So obviously, isn't anywhere near as competitive, um, and he had to face pretty wide uh, race, fairly wide that day from store seventeen. Soft or good to soft ground would only enhance his claims. I think he's a great bet at, at 10 to 1 for all that the sun is, is shining. I'm not far from Ascot, so the, the ground conditions could improve a fair bit there. Next best, also at Ascot in the 135, um, is Bond Chairman for Brian Spark and Jao Morera at around seven to one. Sources always there are thereabouts at the Berkshire track. Form figures of four-four four, three. That's not a football formation. Uh, not beaten far by intrinsic bond here last time. Uh, he's waited to turn that that around. Um, I'd be pretty confident that morera can work his magic from what's hopefully a pretty favourable draw in eleven. Ground could be a question mark, but like I say, it's 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 drying all the time. So we'll we'll see we'll see how he gets on. And I actually think you know if you if you're playing in some of these Shergar Cup side markets, morera could have a, a fantastic time of things. He's got a really good book of rides. Um, for my money, you could go could go through the first three races. So. Fingers crossed for the magic man there. One final offer to flag for um, new SBK customers this weekend. If you bet £10, you will get £30 in free bets as new users only and obviously T's and C's do apply. Right, guys, we've been around the world from Saudi Arabia to the French provinces to Kilbegan. Let's just wrap up your, your best bets for the weekend one last time. TC, take it away.
1: Yeah, my nap is Pride of Priory over at Ascot at the Scherner Cup with Frankie Vittori on board. And my next best is Purple Pay, another one for William Haggis in the 410 at Haydock.
0: Um, Ross?
1: I'm almost a bit embarrassed to speak now,
2: but uh, the, the nap is in the 355 from, from Kilbegan, uh, Black Conic. The next best is in the 340 uh, at Newmarket, Sweet Slayer Stakes, and that's Soprano. Uh, they're the same race hacker in the nursery from Newmarket with Sleven and Magic Light.
0: Lovely stuff. Thank you both. Best of luck on what is a really, really busy weekend of racing, but some some top quality stuff and uh, Jess will be back next weekend to, to guide you through in, in admirable form and we'll all about Hold on.